folks, welcome into another episode of the Orlando Soccer Show. Postmaster edition, we are talking Orlando City's scoreless draw against FC Cincinnati. Uh, Gavin Eubank here with Kyle Foley and Brad Newton. Typically, we would call this the Inspector Brad special, but not everyone necessarily went home upset because Orlando City gets a draw out of this. Not by far one of their finest performances. If you're Cincinnati, you definitely wanted all three points from this one. Uh, Guys, quick take, hot take. How are we feeling after this one? I feel like I need a a long bath to cleanse myself. I mean, it was what what I expected going in, but uh, still certainly... uh, thing of soccer that i watched yep that was a a full soccer match that was played in mls in 2023 on saturday march 4th in the year of our lord 2023 <clears throat> um i said 2023 twice there uh that's just how mind-numbingly like boring that game was um i've forgotten where we were in time yeah not a uh you know for the second week in a row not an exciting night of soccer but orlando city still somehow managed to get the results out of this you know obviously with champions league coming up three days from now here on tuesday you kind of expected that we would see some rotation with the lineup and oh boy did we get some rotation with the lineup uh many changes coming over from last week's lineup kind of start with the back obviously Pedro Gillespie in goal Kyle Smith at left back Rodrigo Slagle and Abdi Salim making his debut in center back alongside Michael Holiday, Mauricio Pereira Wilder Cartanegra uh Derger Dan Thoralson Gaston Gonzalez also making his first start for Orlando City and then Facundo Torres and Urgen Cara round at the lineup I mean you know for Orlando a slow start uh you know a lot of kind of Oscar, you know, we talk about it a lot. Oscar wants to be the protagonist of the game, but you really didn't see any attempt for that for Orlando City. You know, their their plays, you know, Brad, you noted early in the game, their buildups were very slow, or I'm sorry, yeah, you know, um, very slow, very kind of just not like they weren't trying to do much with the ball, very methodical in what they're doing, but at the same time, like there wasn't a clear path forward for them. I mean, it just kind of looked more of the same from last week very disjointed very much of like you know what do we do here what you know they obviously had a game plan um but we couldn't really tell what it was yeah it excuse me it was very much um up the middle and inshallah was sort of the game plan it looked like um there were times when like i couldn't tell what shape Orlando City were in, like, what the plan was. Like, basically, uh, the the biggest strategy overall, I felt like, was just, like, get out of this match not conceding, I think was the, the big focus here. And, I mean, props to them. If that was the case, they did it. Um, probably with a little bit of luck on their side, because I, I felt like, Cincinnati could have been easily up 2-0 at some various points, you know, just hit the hit the woodwork at one point and um who was it? Uh I think uh Acosta just forgot to shoot at one point when he was at the top of the box with the ball, but 
uh, I mean, otherwise, like, I think this could have been a pretty bad game for Orlando City if a couple things don't go their way. Uh, possession kind of evened out towards the end of the match. I mean, uh, uh, according to FootMob, it's 43-57, but, like, it, there, it did not look like that for the most part. Um, Cincinnati pretty much looked like it could do whatever it wanted on the right side. Um, they could move the ball down pretty easily, and Orlando City just kind of, like, tried to force their way through the middle. And I and I and even after proved time again time again it wouldn't work like they just kept going back to it so i don't know it, 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 they they subbed out they subbed out meatball mo pretty early so um this game was like very clearly just like we're we're trying not to we're trying not to do too much before a champions league match yeah i think the big i guess expectation takeaway i'm not really sure however you want to word it but i think basically the goal was don't get anyone injured and don't get embarrassed and so i think in that regard it was a successful game i think it was one like mentioned you know excuse me uh very lucky not lucky necessarily but fortunate to not concede a goal um, I think there was a couple opportunities where either players didn't take shots or just ch- opportunities that they missed. So I think Orlando getting away kind of again. I don't I don't necessarily want to say lucky because it was a good defensive performance, but also it was kind of lucky to not concede. But nobody's hurt. Nothing super alarming or concerning leading up to the game on Tuesday. So I think that's kind of it's really all you can ask for from that. I wasn't expecting much. It's we also as we know. MLS regular season doesn't matter anymore, so could could be worse. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, like you guys said, you look at a lineup like that and you think, well, this is certainly not a result that Orlando is thinking that they're going to, you know, win 3 nothing. You, know, you got a team like Cincinnati coming in, they're early season contenders to be in the supporter shield race. A lot of people really are high on this team. And or I mean Orlando, like we talked about on the on the on the regular Orlando soccer show, you know, this team's got plenty of depth to be able to go out and field a lineup like that and still be competitive. Obviously they didn't really play fantastic soccer, but they were competitive, you know, throughout the night. Um reading off some of the stats here, uh let's see. We've got, like you said, Brad, 57-43 on the possession. Cincinnati with 11 shots. Orlando with seven. For the second week in a row, Orlando credited with one single shot on target. Last week, it was a penalty kick. This week, I'm going to be honest, I don't I don't have recollection of what that one shot is. Uh, Cesar Arugo is accredited with that shot. It's not showing up on the shot map here. It's, yeah, um, it was in the 67th minute. He... Okay, yeah, I was going to say it had to be late in the game. Yeah, it, it uh, came off. A, it came off a corner. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, and then if you look at the xG, so based on this, Orlando had a point three xG in this one. Last week they had a point one, and if you take out Facundo Torres' penalty kick goal, they had about a point two. So that's two full games, one hundred and eighty minutes plus of soccer, and a from open play. An XG of about 
Um, obviously, the circumstances for this one are you know far different than if it was a normal game, just because of the rotation and who's playing. But when you you look at that and you think about well, Orlando's played two full games, and we know that last year they were a team that did not score a lot of goals. Is it concerning? You know, should we? Obviously, it's too, way too early to hit the panic button. But I mean, lack of offense—that's a problem. No, it is. I mean, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say it is, but also like you know. It's one of those things where looking at just how the the roster construction was con- constructed for this match, I, I don't think there was a whole big emphasis on like actually taking points uh, other than a point away from this match. Um, I think if they managed to eke out a goal, that would have been great, but I don't think that was the focus of this match. I think they were mostly just looking ahead to their Champions League match, but yeah, it's... It's one of those things where if this becomes a, a more frequent trend, then yes, because we know this team is capable of falling into some severe scoring droughts. Um, but I think for right now, two games into the to the season, and the second game being played with the strategy of we're not playing this game as like our main focus right now. Um, I'm 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 gonna be a bit more forgiving of it than I would be if they weren't playing in the Champions League match in two days, three days. Yeah, I think it's a combo of that, and also still the second game of the season, still new pieces getting plugged in. So there's there's not really cause for concern for me. I mean, yeah, would it have been nice to have a win? Sure, but. I think there were a lot of good takeaways, like uh, seeing that Salim looked really solid, and Mickey Halliday looked solid for a second game. Like, I think there were there were plenty of good takeaways from the back end of the team, which are important. And I wasn't really expecting even even having some guys in the lineup who are, you know, solidified starters. It was also like how how much are they really pushing, given that there's the game on Tuesday, and I don't really not care that they weren't pushing too much necessarily so i was fine not just a match on tuesday a match on saturday wednesday and then saturday again so they have yeah, it's a span of two weeks with five games yeah right? between now and the 18th there are four more games to play so that's a wild thing to sort of think of and not to mention that the next two games, so you're going to Mexico to play Tigres, and then you're coming back a few days later to play in D.C. Um, definitely a lot going on. You mentioned some of those guys, Kyle. Facundo Torres started. So Facundo Torres, Mauricio Pereira, Michael Holiday, Rodrigo Schlegel, and Urchin Cara. Uh, Torres played 59 minutes, 45 minutes for both Schlegel and Pereira. Uh, Mikey Holiday played 70 minutes, and then Urchin Cara 74 um, off the bench, we saw Martino Heda come in in the 59th minute. We saw Robin Jansen and Cesar Arujo at halftime. So both those guys played 45 minutes. I mean, basically, most of these guys played, you know, 45 to 60 minutes. So you'd like to think that they'll be you know, pretty good to go for that game on Tuesday night. Um, anything about that, you know, any of those uh, outside of those guys, let's kind of fo- take a look at some of the newer faces. You know, you had Salam, um, Gaston Gonzalez, Dagger Dan getting his first start. 
any of those guys kind of jump out at you that you that you liked, Kyle? I think it was. I didn't think he Gonzalez played super well, but it was nice to be able to see him on the pitch. And I think Dagger Dan is. I was. I was. I was pretty pleased with the way he looked. Again, nothing. Nothing in the attacking side of the team looked incredible. So there wasn't. There's not a ton to take away there, and there wasn't a tangible result in terms of goals or assists. But I thought he looked fine out there. I thought again. And again, part of it too is just getting guys acclimated. So it was nice to see new faces on the field already by game two, getting getting some uh, some playing time. Um, I was pretty impressed with Dagger Dan. Um, well, I, I should I should rephrase that. I was impressed with one specific um, play that Dagger Dan had, where he had a run into the box and he made a cross that I think Ojeda just didn't continue his run on. Uh, that I think could have been a, a pretty spectacular goal if that if if Ojeda continues his run um but outside of that yeah I mean I I don't think there's a lot of emphasis put on on finding the back of the net in this match uh I I just just given the way they were rotating and and how this lineup was set I I don't I don't think they were really focusing on anything other than getting the best possible result they could which in this case would have been just a draw. He'll yeah, say, I'll. Uh, oh, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, nope. You you do what you got to do first. No, I was just gonna say I was gonna give a shout out to Cartagena uh, as well. You know, I, I thought he was pretty good. He had fifty one passes. Um, looking at his stats here, uh, eighty eighty eight percent on those fifty one passes. I mean, yeah. Defensively, he had two clearances, a couple of tackles, an interception. Uh, 13 duels. I mean, he was really involved defensively, kind of playing that Araujo role, um, you know, quite well, honestly, you know, up in, uh, for, for the most part. So I thought I thought he had a good game as well. I think one of the biggest things is not having uh, Torres and Ojeda playing together. Um, I think if you see more of that, there's definitely more opportunities for seeing some more creativity. But if you're not going to have them on the pitch at the same time, then... I don't think that there's a whole lot that can really go on there. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, that was kind of a, that was a bummer. Kind of, yeah, and that was something we saw last week was they were obviously, you know, were looking a little disjointed in terms of just, you know, we saw a lot of instances of guys not on the same page as each other, which, you know, is to be expected at this point. And I was kind of hoping that, like, Obviously, you want to prioritize rest and, and making sure that these guys are ready for, for your Tuesday because that is, at this point in the season, that is your focus. You know, forget MLS Cup, forget Supporter Shield, forget making the playoffs. Like, your your entire focus is on CONCACAF Champions League right now. But I was hoping to see that it, we would have seen more first-choice guys out there, even if they weren't playing necessarily a long time, just so that they could get more reps together, you know? They, we saw Pereira come off early in the second half and then or come off at halftime, and Orlando didn't really put anything else out there in terms of, like, who's going to be the guy, you know, being the string puller out here. And then, of course, um, Ojeda comes on, but then Torres comes off. So, yeah, like you said, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for them to continue to work together. Well, I think it, it was pretty obvious when Meatball Mo came off what the game plan was because it was Arujo who came in for him. So uh, as soon as that substitution was made, I, I think it was pretty clear that, okay, we're, we're going to pretty much focus on defending from here on out in the second half. So uh, 
taking off a, a creative midfielder for a defensive mid definitely sort of lets the other, you know, pretty much everyone who's watching this match know what's going on at that point. Um, but yes, I, I do think there was there's some opportunities to get Torres and uh, Ojeda playing on the on the pitch in a situation like this together. But uh, if if you don't have to, like, why? Basically, is is my only conclusion. And 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 I think, you know, um, Pareja sort of had that same conclusion as to why make. Why give a give Tigres like an opportunity to look at how you might scheme the two of them together, and then b just why risk getting both of them hurt if you don't have to have both of them on the pitch at the same time? So, I mean, it, it this if if there's any one thing from this match, it's basically like the end to uh, the baby of the year sketch from I think you should leave. Where it's just like, <laughs> you know what, just dump it. Yeah, just throw it out. Let's let's do this whole thing over again. Um, well, let's end on on a topic here. You know, that's kind of been front and center for a while now, and you know, obviously, and again, I'll I'll throw in the caveat of like this game is not representative of what Orlando City is or what we think it should be. But Urchankara, another game where he just is not effective really at all. 17 touches. Um, he won a couple aerials, but I mean, he's your starting striker and he didn't attempt a single shot. You know, so um, service wasn't great. Give him that, you know, the kind of really across the field wasn't really getting a lot of direct service in there. At least, like you said, they kept playing up the middle and they were trying to really um, thread a lot of balls through the middle of the field. And it just was not working like at all. Um, Bakara, what do you, you know, what, what can you say about this guy at this point? You know, he's, yeah, he had a 10 goal season last year. He had a good season last year by numbers wise, you know, but just the eye test, he's not passing it. And, you know, is it him? Is it the system? Like what, it's, what it's is just, it? It's just, it's back to what we talked about on, on the main show. And we've talked about quite a bit before. It's just, it's just not the right player profile for the system not the right system for the way that he plays neither one just they don't complement each other and so it's unfortunate because it it ends up hurting him and and making him look kind of like a waste of of money to bring him in and it's, it's kind of a fish out of water situation so he's a bad player it's that he's not capable of scoring goals and and being an attribute a positive attribute to the team it's just not the team's not set up to really benefit the way that he plays and so it just kind of when he's out there it's like man this kind of seems i don't want to say it seems pointless but it don't it kind of does wasn't wasn't he there. wasn't he linked to a move in the off season uh, i had seen some rumors and stuff on twitter but I, I don't know how much of that was super solid informed okay yeah. i just didn't know if there was like a move that he was linked to and the fact that it didn't go through like kind of brought him down or whatever but it's one of those things where yeah, it, if he doesn't fit, then it's not it's not helping either party. I feel because um, we've we've seen him do some like pretty cool things before, but I I don't think that if he's gonna keep playing like this, that it's ultimately gonna help him or Orlando City. Um, 
that said, again, second game of the year, so it's really hard to make any clear judgments on anything. But you can, but even in that first game, you could kind of tell what was working and what wasn't. Even though, again, it was a one-nil game that was decided by a penalty kick. Yeah, I mean, if you're Orlando too, like you don't necessarily have a lot of like ready depth at that position. I mean, you've got Ramiro Enrique, but he's still young and raw. Um, Duncan McGuire, I've been kind of surprised that we haven't seen much of Duncan um, since preseason. I don't think we've seen him at all, actually, in the first two games. Um, nope. I mean, you could put Ivana Angulo up there if you need to, but um, were you, you were going to say something? I was, I was just agreeing with you. He, uh, Duncan McGuire hasn't appeared really since preseason. so Yeah, uh. which is weird. I mean, you would have thought that you know if there was a game – you know, to, to do something with about that. That would have been today. Put him on. Um, Enrique, according to our own Mike Ramajo, uh, Oscar said that he had some, he suffered some tightness earlier in the week, but he will travel to Mexico tomorrow um, for the Champions League game. So wasn't, uh, wasn't in the mood to play today, but uh, they would, they should have him back for Tuesday. Um, all right, let's wrap it up with the man of the match. I'll offer up one. Pedro Galese, four saves, um, an expected goals against of 1.2. So, you know, he was making some pretty good saves on the night and really, you know, according to the metrics, kept out at least a goal for Orlando City. Um, any any agrees, disagrees? Yeah. I, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to point at someone else's contributions that, that would – make that argument against it so yeah 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 i think i think i'd go between either him or cartagena but yeah i think both were both were good all right i also well, i also think it was just a, it was just if this like if you're listening to this episode and going like wow this is this is this is rough like these guys are struggling to us? say things <laughs> yeah yeah no we we are we are giving you the experience that we felt watching orlando city today and again we expected it's not like i'm not disappointed because i didn't really expect anything different it just was still a bit of a bummer to to, to watch I, it was, as we as, nothing really to take away there's nothing that was really like worth watching unfortunately the game started was, i looked up and it was the 88th minute like i <laughs> i i don't i can't tell you anything else that happened during this match outside of like uh cincinnati probably should have scored two uh there was that one dagger dan cross that you know ojeda didn't finish his run on and then that's it that's all i can remember from this game like i I remember like uh, a cincinnati shot hit the frame i think right yeah, I do have uh, I do have that note. A ball off the crossbar in the fifty first. Yeah, minute. Vasquez had a shot. Yeah, Cincinnati had quite a few breaks. Uh, Cincinnati quite a few opportunities, breaks, two v ones that they got to the box and then they were just like, I don't know if I should be doing this, and then just kind of didn't like capitalize on it. Yeah. So the, interesting it was, for them. It was weird because it looked like they didn't even think that they should be scoring. Yeah, like I like I was saying in the chat, you know, it certainly would be interesting to see, like, a, you know, if we were on the other, sh- if we were the Cincinnati soccer show, what we would be saying about this one. I'm sure we'd be pretty heated, uh, having watched that performance. But uh, yeah, that the good news with this podcast, we're not. What were you gonna say <laughs> that we're not from that we're not in Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh yeah, thank God. 
Um, well, the good news for this podcast, one, we're not in Cincinnati, but two, like the game, it is over. Uh, so that that just about does it. I think we've said all we can say, <laughs> mostly because there wasn't much to say in the first place. We got 25 minutes of content out of that. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, until if next time. It, if you've made it to this point, I'm so sorry. Hey, yeah, if, I we mean, can, yeah, if we no. can figure out a way to stretch it out like another, like, three and a half minutes we would have uh one minute of content for every hundredth of expected goals for orlando city (laughs) (sighs) oh that's slightly depressing at this point in the year but hey champions league you know cue cue the champions music which i'm sure cock you know now that i think about it i'm sure concacaf has to have their own yeah no concacaf obviously is gonna have their own and i'm excited to find out what it is it's gonna be it has to be like a thousand percent weirder than the uefa (laughs) champions league music which means it's gonna be for some reason i'm picturing like reggae horns in it i'm just like for no reason because it's got to be a thousand times weirder i am picturing the uefa champions league music played on a theremin there you go. Because it's because like Concacaf also haunted, so <laughs> uh, haunted Concacaf. Well, Orlando Soccer Show on Twitter. You can also join our Discord there, where you can uh, join in on these conversations offline about uh, you know all this fun stuff. So you can also watch time. the uh, watch the games with us. We yeah. like to hang out in uh, in the little chat and talk through things and. It's a, it's a grand old time. It's certainly significantly more entertaining than watching games like this. I crushed one and a half high noons while watching this match, so there's that. I found the CONCACAF Champions League theme, by the way. I'm excited to listen to it. It's all very, time. very boring. Very, like, takes oh, itself he shared it. He shared it in our Discord, so you have to go there to listen to it, guys. Sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. All a little, right. little, little inside... Well, not inside baseball, but inside soccer. Once again, I will try to wrap us up here. Um, I know we just we just can't stop talking about this game. We're all just having a great time. Um, for Gavin, Kyle, Brad, I wonder how Monster Jam was. You think it was? I feel like oh, Monster Jam had to be better than this match. <laughs> and, uh, and on a and on like, a pitch that was probably a little bit better. You think, even, you think uh, Oscar? You think Oscar was kind of mad that he had to miss both the Blake Shelton concert and I was gonna say I'm I would not be a Blake Shelton guy, but I would have enjoyed that more. Could you imagine? Well, can you imagine going from one to the other, seeing Gravedigger and then seeing Gravedigger again? <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>